and here we are week five so again just me honestly it's been a better week for me already I'm 30 days COVID I feel much better I am not in pure solitude anymore so that feels amazing um you know one thing I really wanted to share because I don't want to talk about COVID anymore um but one thing I did want to share is that you know everyone's getting riled up about this extension and I think we should all take a moment and not look at the negative effects of it and kind of look at the positive like the fact that there's less crime that there's air pollution is going to be better that you know uh, there's been less car accidents that there there's there's so much to look at the bright side for and that doesn't take away from what's going on right now at all and anyone can judge me for saying whatever but I'm just stating positive facts that I think sometimes in moments like this that we need to be reminded and you know I did want to just say uh to anyone who is suffering Amanda Clutes this one goes out to you um and her husband Nick Cordero if you haven't followed along with the story I I'm just sending major prayers to anyone and you know anyone whose family is going through major 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 COVID um you know symptoms and feelings and it's scary. This is all scary and it's okay to be scared. And I hope I can offer some light and I hope that, you know, you can listen to last week's episode and my vulnerability and understand that it is okay. And I'm sending so much love and light out. And I hope that, you know, I'm always hopeful every single day that it'll get better or be better. And again, just try to look at the positives as hard as it may seem sometimes. I know that it's been hard for me, but Last week, I spoke to my friend. I had a nice long video chat with my friend Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Um, And she's just like one of the coolest, freest, like kindest people. And we just had a moment where we were like, I can't think about CNN. Like I I was having a really tough time. And we were like, okay, we need to flip our perspective a little bit here and look at the bright side of some of this. So I don't think this is so bad. I kind of think everyone should take a moment, take a breather. This is hard for everyone to each their own entirely. But that's just my opinion. And again, if we're going to be in this, we might as well just take it for what it is. Literally, I feel like I sound like Lady Gaga, like take it, wrap it into a ball, put it in your pocket, let it be, let it simmer, let it marinate. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, this is what it is. So let's just let it be for what it is right now. And don't let yourself think any further than that. Let it just be what it is. Let's let the news come as it may and take it for what it is every single day. So now let's get to what I have been up to and what I've been like preaching basically the last couple of weeks. Um, I have been journaling every single day. I have not been reading as much as I want to. I don't know why that is. I feel, you know, I've been listening to Mood by Lauren Elizabeth and she's like just going through the books and like, I don't know what's wrong. Usually I go through them when like, a pandemic isn't going on, but for some reason, it's just, like, not, I just can't, like, I don't know what it is, I've been busier than, I feel like, I, I, I don't know, you know, music is, is always, it's always at the top of my list, and I'm gonna get to that, because I watched an amazing documentary, the Wu-Tang Clan, American Saga on Hulu, and I have a lot to say about music, podcasts, I'm always listening to podcasts, I urge you to go check my highlights, Obviously, I hope you're listening to all the Vibe episodes, (laughs) but there's so many good uh, podcasts that you should absolutely go check out. You know, besides teaching virtual clients, I've been making sure to take my own 30-minute workouts for me. Literally, I put this in caps, me. With my own music, my own vibe, doing what I want to allow myself to just be in my creative zone. I love yoga for that. And let's actually call that 
yoga lattes because I haven't just been flowing. I've really been sculpting and restoring and strengthening and just finding new ways to flow and grow and and you know it's 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 a, it's a good thing it's it's good to to learn and to teach your body new things and even my clients like they're like oh my god I can't feel my abs like that wasn't always my vibe before and now I'm like all right we're home we really like need to you know so many of us are sitting at home and feeling kind of like freshman 15 vibe and I'm like okay let's let's bring this up a notch and it's been honestly I think it's been giving my clients and my friends too some higher vibrations for sure so not to be like feel like I'm that mean where it's like nobody me do you want to know about my skincare but like honestly I get so many messages about it and all I'm gonna say is I'm not a makeup person so I'm not even gonna mention makeup because I feel like this isn't even a makeup time um but I live by drunk elephant all drunk elephant products personally but the Lalo whipped um uh retro cream is amazing it's like a lavender bottle bottle top and then the Sunday Riley vitamin c turmeric serum is amazing and I've been loving that also Vintner's daughter um obsessed with that and then the other day I mean, I don't know if anyone else has been finding themselves doing this when they go, you know, to get toilet paper, paper towels, but I caught myself in the CVS um, aisle and I was, I bought every single eye mask, face mask, and they actually even had a boob mask. And I was like, I haven't tried it yet, but when I do, I will absolutely review it. I just feel like, why not? Like, this is the time to just like take care of me. Naps. I remember a couple, maybe last week or the week before, I said I was feeling guilty about taking naps. Not anymore. Check me around 4.30, fully taking a nap for an hour. It's, like, now part of my routine, and I don't feel bad about it. I actually feel like it's well-warranted. I mean, I'm still working. I'm still getting up every day at 6.30. I, you know, I'm not teaching as many evening clients anymore, and that's totally fine, but, you know, I still have Hebrew school. I still have a lot of stuff going on. So I, I think the naps are warranted and I, I kind of need it. My body's telling me I need it and I'm actually happy about it. Um, and, you know, I'm just really taking this time with Boomer and enjoying our time together and laughing. And we've really been having a really good time throughout this. Obviously, there are moments where we're both like in shock about what's going on with the world. And we kind of need we're very this will this will be interesting to some people. But Justin and I are both Boomer. Justin are both we're both Sagittariuses and that shocks people a lot but I like to tell people that he's black or white and I'm rainbow every color ombre and then some and so we're very yin and yang in that sense and in these in this time it's been you know I'm really like the empath mother the like it's gonna be okay no matter what and then like Justin will get like super logistical and be like okay I know that that like He's, you know, he's more of a numbers guy, and he puts that together, and it, it, it balances, balances, this is also what this is doing, totally ruining my speech, and I really hope no one judges me for that, but no, we really balance each other out in this, and I think that's how we've been able to remain pretty, pretty calm with each other, um, you know, I think if we fought, it's been like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm like, I can't even think of a fight, to be completely honest. There's nothing to fight about when you're, like, really worried about just life and the world and, like, work and what tomorrow may bring and just being grateful that you have things going on that day. So I think, you know, we've been doing this thing where, like, if one if we see one of each other, like, getting riled up, we'll just be like, okay, chill. 
and like usually in non-pandemic times I'd be like don't ever fucking tell me to chill but like I get it like there it's like it's just like relax like we all get hype like every single one of us and like I don't like listen don't ever no one listen listen don't ever tell me to relax but like boomer you can tell me to relax all you want like I get it I'm with you 24 7 all the time not just this past month but all the time (laughs) so like I'm okay with it and it's like you know it's been really good for communication I think I think for any couple out there to be completely honest I think opening up communication to be like hey I have a really important call can you please please respect this time hey I really 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 need this time to just be in pure silence like I need this time to talk to this one can you please take like even our scheduling like I've tried to make my scheduling more early in the morning because wi-fi is also a thing that's been coming out we need to broaden our bandwidth um so yeah I just think you know if again be really gentle with your partner and be kind and if they're maybe hinting at you to relax a little it's not I'm telling you deeply, I really don't think it's in an annoyance form. I think it's like, we all get riled up. It's okay. Let's take a step back and let's not get too crazy. Now, I want to get to talking about some TV, especially Wu-Tang documentary. But first, I'm going to start out with the Bravo shows because why the fuck not? So, of course, we're going to start with Summer House because that's my favorite show. And it's actually funny because... I finally could see my family and I we were all talking about shows because what else is there to talk about and Summer House came up and to me it speaks volumes that every single person parents the adult parents Jared and Jesse Boomer and I all of Summer House that says something um you know there's so much relatability whether it's just because it's in the Hamptons and you know Boomer's parents have a house here so They love seeing where they're eating, where they're going out, if they're going to public house, if they're whatever. It's just like something that we can all vibe on. And it's funny. And again, they're partying. There's nothing that you can't at some point in your life kind of relate to having a share house. I think everyone has kind of done something like that or a spring break or something. So, yeah, I just want to say we all agree when I say we all, the calendars and the Ibarra agree that this really is one of the best shows out there. If you guys have not been watching, you guys need to look at Hannah Burner and Paige Sorbo's Giggly Squad live show. It's basically, I think it's every day, um, but they do it after their show and it's after their summer house show and it's so good. Like, it's just so good. I I urge you to watch it. They're so funny. They're the cutest. I love them. And again, if you're watching the show, it's great to hear their banter after because it's amazing. So I just have to mention this quote on Giggly Squad because this is how I want to open up the show. And it's <laughs> it's Hannah saying on Giggly Squad, like, does he know who he's me- messing with? I thrive on this, Hannah on Giggly Squad, <laughs> after such a great banter with Paige. So we are <laughs> back at the murder mystery party. It's cute whatever Hannah approaches Paige and Amanda about Lindsay coming at her and telling her she needs to be more assertive and tell them that it's wrong Hannah's feeling regretful like like Lindsay's a big sister to Hannah but it's definitely not a fun situation again Lindsay I've said this before and I'll say it again I think she should be the older cool one I was actually having a talk with my um my 
hope to be soon sister-in-law and we were saying like the reason I don't find her cool is because I think that she no sorry I think Lindsay I love you I think you're cool but I think what what brings me down with her is that I think because she is older I expect her to be the cooler one of being like instead of being like Paige you're so entitled I expect her to be like ladies I know you're looking out for your friend like I just expect more of a mama figure rather than just bitchy and I think that comes with age like I have such a maybe it's because I'm so sensitive like beyond belief like too sensitive like I literally like could cry over nothing deeply um but I just don't love that vibe and I was just telling Jesse about that and I was just saying like I like her I think she's uh you know she's crushing it in every single way she's gorgeous she has a great job she's you know so social but I just think when it comes to the fighting she she's like a 21 year old and like I just wish that she could like I wish she could be a little less combative when she's drunk, but again, I'm not, I can't judge anyone when they're, when they're drunk, because I'm sure if Fuba were to come on here and say, you want to hear about Lex drunk, I, I have some amazing fun stories, and I have some not so fun stories, so again, that's what I think, and that's where we are in that situation, the party's super, super cute, I love the vibes and the names that everyone was given, everyone does a really good job, everyone's having a really fun time, Carl, you're so drunk, you really, really, really need to chill. So we get to the girls talking. Paige confronts the situation. Again, I think Lindsay needs to just not fight with younger girls. I just think that's not cool, especially when it's about like, it's not like a someone's talking shit on Lindsay. It's like they're talking about a relationship stuff. It's like, again, I just don't think, I, I don't think it's worth fighting over, but like I just think you shouldn't be fighting with younger girls it's not fun and I think they don't mean to fight but again they they're like siblings and I also have to remember that at the end of the day that I I actually have never been have I been in a share house I have no idea I don't think I have been I've I've gone to them but I can only imagine you would just end up but you just cannot can't help yourself but put your deep opinion in there so I also again I'm devil's advocate with this the fight gets super dramatic as per usual but like, what do you really expect? And they all go out. They all go out after they wake up and get ready for the pool. And I must say, they all look really, really great. Not that like I'm ever expecting them not to, but they really do look really great. You know, after a night, like I literally, I mean, listen, I'm just waking up from just a normal night, and I look like haggard. So I don't know how they do this every. Like I just don't know how they do it, but they look amazing. Luke is planning to take Hannah on a bike ride, and Paige expresses she's. But she really can't read him and that Paige ultimately just really misses Hannah. And Hannah explains they have, like, that, that you know, Amanda and Paige have relationships all week. And, like, she doesn't. And, you know, it's it's just a moment. And she also, you know, has a moment with Paige where she's like, you are al- you're always going to be, like, my person. Like, you don't even need, like, the same way that Paige is with Perry. It's like Hannah will always be her best friend. I think every friend goes through a moment of, like, being, like, oh, my God, is the boyfriend taking me away from my friend, um, and that's, like, that's, again, that's a very normal thing, I actually appreciate them for sharing that, because, again, I think that's something very normal, um, so we all go back to New York City, I love how I'm saying we, again, I'm having COVID brain, they go back to New York City, and we get a little glimpse at their lives, you see Perry, um, which is Paige's boyfriend, I want to say one fact about Perry that I know, Perry, um, and I'm not going to say his last name because I think I have, it's either, I think it's Rabar, am I wrong? But Perry um, 
helped my friend who works for Insight Global deliver pizzas during Corona, and I just have to give him a big shout out, Perry, Sauce Pizzeria, like major great things that they're doing. Um, And I just love seeing Paige happy. I mean, like, who wouldn't want to see that little moment? They're just adorable. Amanda and Kyle look for wedding venues, and, you know, she's, like, kind of, she's in the, she's in the mood. She's in the mood for a wedding, people. Like, she's here for it. Very short time in New York City. That's all we had. So now we're back to the Hamptons. And Kyle's away that weekend because it's his family reunion. If you watch the show and if you have been watching, uh, Jody and Rob, I know you're starting from season one, but you'll see that it's like tradition fam- uh, family. Kyle does not miss a family reunion. It's actually really funny that Amanda's staying back. She doesn't either, but she's actually excited to stay back um, with Paige and just be with the girls for the weekend. And I, I feel her on that. I, I Listen, I don't have many, many girlfriends, but Paige, Casey, um, Pamela, you know, I love you guys, and I totally enjoy the little moments with you. Haley, Amanda, now I feel like so rude. Carly, Melissa, Francesca. Okay, now I'm awful. Okay, so now we're back to Summer House. Carl admits he's been feeling down, which I knew and could tell. Like, I think anybody can tell. Amanda brings a point, and that is why are Hannah and Luke hanging and not banging when they like each other? Like, yeah, Kyle passes out, but also they've been together for a while. But at first, they were always, always, like, on each other like bunny rabbits. Like, couldn't get enough of each other. Couldn't get enough of each other. And, like, I understand that. Understand that. So Luke has some drama with the girls. And just him, like, like I think he was just super upset that, one, I fully get it. But you can't compare Kyle to Luke. You just, like, their relationships. You just cannot. And I think, you know, the I think Amanda just going so hard at this is really getting caught, uh, not caught, it's really getting at Luke. And it's not, it's, it's, I have to say, Amanda, I love you, but I don't think, I think you have to think, like, your friend has only hooked up with this guy. Like, that's it. They're in a love triangle, whatever. But like, you also have to take a moment and be like, okay, but my guy has done this. And I understand, I understand why people think she should be a little bit kinder and gentler like Luke and Hannah are nothing right now and she's just coming at him like 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 again bringing Kyle up like Kyle's her fiance like you can't you just can't compare like a guy who has hooked up with a girl for two weeks and someone who someone's marrying and has dealt with their bullshit so Lindsay's boy comes back Steven and I'm going to get to that because I find that super, super interesting. Actually, should I just share it now? Why the fuck not? So Lindsay's boy, Stephen, comes back and they go out to dinner while everyone else goes out somewhere else. And Lindsay's just very drunk. And I get it. She feels like she's the whole package. But basically, they end up being like, we're dating. And like, that's my boyfriend. And they still are. I'm like, listen, props to the kid for being on TV. I'm not sure if I could have done that. Um you know, Lindsay's a little coog now, and that's adorable. As long as she's happy, I don't care. I don't think age matters. I think it's all, you know, as long as you're smart about it. You just have to stay smart about it. Now back to Luke. Luke shares that he really can't stop thinking about his ex. He wakes up thinking about her. He has dreams about her. And in my opinion, that's a recipe for disaster. He talks about her 
Oh, sorry. We're back to Lindsay. And Lindsay talks about how she's like three years old. I didn't mention this before, but that she's three years older than Stephen. And if that bothers him and he's like, no, which is like really important. Again, they're not, I think they're like, what, five years apart. So it's not that different. And again, Lindsay's also very sexual and peaking. So this is probably great for her. And again, he asked her to be his, well, he just said, like, you're my girlfriend. And that's, like, what she wants. She needs, she, like, needs a guy to, like, treat her like a princess. And she deserves every fucking second of it. So they go out, and it's kind of the vibes I give, which are fun. But it's more Paige and Amanda-based. And that's a new fun mix-up. They stay at the house. They make dinner. And it's great. Paige and Hannah stay in. Basically, Hannah confronted that Paige feels that she thinks she's defending Luke blindedly. And, like, they're just explaining you can't compare Amanda and Kyle to her and Luke. And Amanda always ends up stand, and Amanda always stands up for Kyle when he acts out. And Hannah's just, again, not here for the comparisons, like I mentioned earlier. And, again, this is a very normal talk between friends. Lindsay's not involved. They're all very okay talking about it. All right, next moment. Carl's drunk talking to Jules. <laughs> I'm laughing because after how fucking rude he was last weekend, I'm just like... You're so lucky that she's, that she's nice, but okay, he's being kind, drunk, and she's, she's just being there for him, and super, super sweet, again, I'm a Jules fan, I think she's very nice, but I, I almost can't tell if she's, like, trying a little too hard, but she's cute, she's like, she's like, I like guys with trauma, he's a (laughs) fixer-upper, and I just thought, like, the way that she says it is just very flirty and cute, and I like it. Luke's so not into Hannah. What's up? All right. He's now sleeping with someone else, which I heard in Giggly Squad. And, like, he's the most confused dude ever. Luke's pissed. Like, just, he's just, like, pissed at everyone. He's, like, yeah. Like, again, we have the next, the next episode. So, like, I'm just going to leave you with that. Again, this was, uh, this was, this, uh, this wasn't the best of all episodes, but I think that's because this next episode's going to be amazing. So, again, this one was a little bit choppy. It was about, it was a little bit of a filler. You know, Kyle wasn't there. There wasn't too much drama to thrive on. You know, we can continue to talk about Luke and Hannah, but we'll find out more next week, and I think that's what will will unwind. So, New York City Housewives, again, I'm not going to go so deep, but because I haven't been like, ooh, ah. But, um, you know, I, I do like Ramona in this episode. She, like, has all the girls at her Hamptons house. She's talks about, her growing up, you know, like her being just being vulnerable. And I think I've mentioned that I met Ramona a couple of times and, you know, she's very, she's very Ramona, but like in these moments I, I give her, I really, really love her when she puts down the wall and talks about her family and her life. And, you know, that she had a flashback, like that she doesn't want to be alone. And she was thinking about her 16 year old self, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And anyone who can think about their introspective lives, I'm here for Like, I get it. They all bond over their lives growing up, and Leah talks about how, you know, she went to rehab when she was a teen, and then her mom sent her to a nunnery, and it's really wild, but she's thankful now, and, you know, they go to a party in the Hamptons, and they, I don't really have much to say about the episode besides that Sonia was really, really drunk, I feel like, I, I feel like I could always say that, Um, the girls were drunk, they talked about Tinsley, but I think what what I was really excited about, obviously, Luann was a little bit dramatic, a little bit, very dramatic, but I think we're, what we're all very excited about is the next episode when, like, all you see is Leah and, like, the girls holding the, what are those, like, the, 
poles to keep the bugs away and they're like holding them they're like as if they're like jungle men like throwing the poles like with fire on them like super super drunk and that's how it is in Ramona's piss so that's the end of that episode Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I literally forgot that this was airing this week and I was like oh my god it is like it's giving me life I literally needed them so badly I was having a moment with the housewives where I was like you guys are just you know, not giving me what I need. So let's fucking go, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, oh God, Brandy and Denise drama is about to begin. So it feels so good to be back in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Saying you're like, I live there. They're actually headed to New York City to New York City for Fashion Week. They consider this to be a quote unquote religious experience, which I love. Teddy's pregnant. Uh, Lisa, I love her opening scene. Uh, she's actually getting her hair done by my girl, which is amazing. Uh, it's like, it's like something about dancing. And obviously if you follow Lisa Reno, she's like always dancing. So it's cute. Kyle, you know, it's about her, this, this show specifically is about her fashion show and featuring the ladies in the show, like the ladies on the show. So that's kind of cool. Dorit is obviously amazing coming. All of them are coming at us with amazing fashion vibes. Duh. But Dorit is just amazing. And she's cute. She's like really wants. Kyle, I don't know if Kyle didn't meet with the designers or anything beforehand, but like Kyle's a little all over the place and Dorit's being, you know, Dorit has had many fashion lines and she just had a a bathing suit line um, and she just knows a lot about the fashion world and she can kind of feel that Kyle's team and her are not vibing and she wants to like, you know, make it better and be like, Kyle, no, you need to do this and she's like, do this and you know, she doesn't want to overstep, but she's like, your team is everything. You have to be able to trust your team. So it's cute. Um, I like that about that. I thought it was really nice as a friend because, you know, when you're sharing something and spending that much money on it, I think it's really important to have an honest, honest friend, P, or that honest friend for me. And I fucking love you for that. So Denise, you can feel that the vibes are different. Like, I'm not going to go deeper. I'm just going to say the vibes are different. Erica Jane, my girl, she's crushing. She's so cool. She's been more vulnerable this season and she's gotten much closer with the girls and she shared that she worked at a strip club and they actually go there. And Lisa makes a comment about how she could never see her daughter doing that. And I just think that that's, that was really insensitive and she didn't need to say that. But then Lisa's really cute and is basically like, she goes, well, this is kind of like what I do on Instagram every day. So she does like, she, she does not mean to be, I'm deep down in my soul. I don't believe that she meant to be judgy. I just think she couldn't help it. I think like most people wouldn't be able to help it, but she immediately was like, I'm literally a slut and dance like this on Instagram for free every single day. So we have Carcel, the new girl. She moved to New York city to become a young model and she's just a vibe in itself. And she's definitely so Beverly Hills. So she's from Haiti, but she lived in Massachusetts and basically says that she had never lived this world. But like, but like most people, her mom made the sacrifice so that she could, so that she could have this life. She was actually in the movie coming to America. Denise Richards and her know each other from acting days and their friendship is super real and sincere. And, you know, I'm really excited to see how Carcel plays into the Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville drama. So Sutton, not here for Sutton. I do not believe she's going to be on the show, but she is Tinsley's friend and she's so extra. She's a bragger. Her ex 
husband set her the fuck up. She owns like many baseball teams that she doesn't even know all doesn't even know all of them. The only thing I like about her, literally the only thing I like about her is her Dolce bra. Literally. She's the opposite of what I like and I'm and she's just like super extra and like she, it's not even in a way that like she, it's not even in a fun way and I love how Lisa Rinna is like she's rich, honey. Like like I just I just can't. Um so Teddy, they get to they get to lunch and Teddy tells Denise the news about Charlie talking about her and the news and that she's truly not even and Denise is truly not even mad. Charlie's been toxic for her and she really has been taking the high road with him. And it sucks that she continues and he continues to give her negative press, but she's a good mom and a good person and like she knows where she stands, so everyone can continue to talk about it and think that she cares, but she doesn't. She just does not care. Denise isn't down for Erica's advice. She basically, Erica thinks that she should get a, she should like lawyer up and, you know, take this to court. She has actually her husband call and I like that. And, you know, basically, basically Denise is like, I know how to handle him. I've been handling him for years. So (laughs) I just have to mention this because I love this. Um, They go to Lava for dinner and Maurice is having a party for the agency and Kyle's having her own little and Kyle's having her own little party and she's like upset that he's not answering the phone and she's like, Oh, he's probably high and drunk and I'm just like, gotta love them. Again. Love when like Paris and the and Nikki Hilton or like Yolanda's and Bell like when sorry, Gigi and Bella would make appearances. Like anybody or like Faye Resnick, anyone who enters, like just a little quick like two minute or that we know you from somewhere, like the OJ Simpson case, here for it. Love a little love a little uh little guest spot in um you know the fashion show super cute Faye Resnickson and we love her Teddy looks great um Rinna is back she's looking amazing Erica is great they all honestly crush it in the show um and then it just transitioned from an amazing time in New York Fashion Week to shit going the fuck down with Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville and you know, the one thing that I wrote down here was Lisa's, like, Lisa Rinna's, like, quote-unquote, Denise has a secret, Denise has a secret, and no matter how hard you try, the truth always comes out. That's what her quote is, and it ends with Denise crying very hard and clearly very, very heavy that Denise is on the headlines, and then you see a moment of Denise and Lisa Rinna talking, and they're, like, Denise is, like, you're so, I mean, sorry, uh, Lisa Rinna's, like, you're just so angry, and, like, it's, you can tell, it's going to be a really, really good season. So, again, Families of the Mafia show I've been loving. You Everyone's just got to get into it. It's a really, really good episode. Again, not much to say, like, 100, 100% here. Um, you know, it's it's still the first two episodes, so it's really, really t- hard to for me to give you more. But the Gravano ladies talk about the restaurant opening, um and you know they're getting some stuff because of the pictures on the wall and that it's super like a little bit too mob obsessed and they swear by the Cosa Nostra which is what all Italian mob members uh stand by and you know she ends up having one of her rival mob like family members come in and you know it's kind of cool because they end up it starts off a little bit awkward and they end up making it okay and that's cool you know, the Laracas, the Christian, Christian, the eldest son, and the mom meet after him not showing up 
um, to his sister's birthday and they have an argument, which is a true depiction of everything you can imagine. Again, major fights because she goes zero to a hundred. Christian didn't have a relationship like his siblings have with the mom. And she almost is like, should I blame myself? What's going on? And again, this show, again, it's only episode two, and it's a it's deep, deep, deep loyalty, family values, super prevalent, and that's what's really important in the show. And now we're going to get into what I really wanted to talk about, which was the Wu-Tang documentary, American Saga, on Hulu, I'm sorry. And basically, I asked Boomer to recap this with me, and he was a little bit busy, so he could not, but... We we have been wanting to watch this Wu-Tang documentary on Hulu. It's called The American Saga, and it's about 10 episodes. And we wanted to watch this for a really long time, but we haven't had, like, again, the chance. So I'm going to try my best to get the story the best that I can. And if I mess it up, I'm sorry, but I think I, I have it at my best, best place. And Justin, if you're listening, which I know you are, um, again, if I have anything wrong, you can you can let me know. So let's fucking go. It's a Staten Island story. It's five boys are sitting in a circle or a cipher. Why not call it? Burning, blazing, watching a show. They found inspiration through these old Chinese cartoons called Shalom. And basically, they became obsessed with the Chinese philosophy Kung Fu. Like every song they use and so many clips, so much lyrical madness and genius from this. They are so smart. And I'm saying that deeply. They know like everything about martial arts and specific fighting mechanism mechanisms. And it's really wild. Shala was Riz's favorite because he loved the White Lotus so much. So, so much inspiration comes from Kung Fu. And so much inspiration comes from these Chinese philosophies behind their vibe. I urge you to watch the Riza interview on Vanity Fair about each movie and how it inspired them. It's deeply fascinating. Being a 90s kid or not, it's so good. To, the two blend totally and their, their, the styles of the Chinese philosophy and the Wu-Tang Clan are just like insane. Um, you know, Riza and Dennis, like the vibes and loyalty are just like, again, no words. So the Chinese believe if they combine both, if they combine, they, if they combine both loyalty and, um, fighting without, without weapons, they're on the highest vibration. They go by the reading of the Supreme and it's about the 5% of the population they, that can elevate and educate with a positive energy to others. The idea of coexisting, there's a lot of symbolism and messages and their clothing is very 90s Tokyo Chinese labels and verbiage. I mean, they needed a Chinese spot to talk like to talk about personal things. And in my opinion, that's their place of peace. If you've heard Thug's Mantra by, by Tupac, then you understand the correlation. Again, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang vibes, yin yang. So, yes, this Chinese spot would seem of a safe place and a vibe for them. I've only been listening to deep 80s and 90s rap lately, and the lyrics just resonate with this timing of life right now. Again, Madison Beer, you crushed it and came out with this song that we so needed, so relevant to right now. But I take, but I urge you all to take a moment to like take it back 30 years, back to the 90s and the 80s and the 90s, and 
you know, go back, listen to the Fugees, listen to Lauren Hill, listen to some Wu-Tang, listen to Cream. Um, the actual lyrics are so insanely good. Like, it's something, it's the relevancy we need right now. And it's going to expand your musical education along with your, your own, your enunciation verbiage. Like, I've been sitting and trying to learn every rap and I actually feel myself getting smarter. And again, I think the biggest thing I want to take away from this is if you watch, you'll see similarities of maybe things were different in the 90s than they are now. But if you see the similarities of just pure hate and how we can work through this without guns, we don't need war. We just need words and art. That's all we need. We need good music. That's what we need. And I think Wu-Tang does a really good job job of being like, no, 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 no. We're, we're going to fight with using our words, not using weapons. And that's, that's, again, Chinese philosophy. So, again, I hope that that is something that you are going to absolutely watch. Again, it's on Hulu, the American, Wu-Tang, the American Saga. So, so good. Um, I mentioned this before, but you need to, I'm recapping High Fidelity for, High Fidelity for those who didn't watch. Again, it's a very thank you next vibes. She goes to her five loves. I think it's a very common girl story of trying to be cool about things like, you know, be cool about it, but she ends up being heartbroken and that's also okay. I was going to recap on Orthodox, but I decided I'm not going to because the reviews that I've been getting from other people are just so different that I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to leave that to their own. The last thing I will leave you with is the stupid Netflix show. It's called Too Hot to Handle. And it's so funny. They put hot girls and guys on an island. And the catch is, is that they can't hook up. It's not for all, but it's really funny. It's like, it's true stupidity. Like, I've actually never seen more airheads in my entire living being. But, like, it's, if you know me, like, I love pure trash. Like, just pure trash. So, Yesterday, I decided I'm taking a chuba-choo. Chuba-choo, what is up? I love you guys. Thank you for being there through this time. I need, I, if you guys don't know what edibles are, they are wonderful. Chuba-choo is my favorite brand. Um, and I took a chuba-choo and just, like, watched basically every episode. I need to watch the last episode right now. Um, but I just laughed so fucking hard and, like, had a moment of just being just so happy and, like, laughing so hard and... I just wanted to mention something about edibles is that if you are edibles are okay to take, they're not pulmonary, meaning they're not lung based. So if you're somebody who, for instance, like me, I didn't have taste or smell for a while. Um, this is my advice. If you're somebody who couldn't eat for a while, I was literally losing pounds. I could not eat. And edibles really, really helped me in it. And listen, I think to each their own again, but I had to mention that because people have asked me and, you know, just ending vibes on life right now are that I'm just really grateful. I, you know, last week was tough for me. And I think that's just what this is, is ups and downs. But I'm just going to keep on trying to be the absolute best that I can for you, for me, for my boyfriend, for my family, for Justin's family, for baby my my, and just for the greater good. Because I think the more that we all try to be better, the more people lead by example, and we can continue that trend. So today I'm leaving you. It's Sunday. Fuck, is is it Sunday? It's Sunday, yeah. I'm leaving you with the best vibes. I'm so excited for you to listen to this tomorrow. I hope that you listen, you go watch the Wu-Tang documentary on Hulu. There is also a Mikes and Men. If you are curious, there's two different ones, but this is the more recent one. So yeah, 
go buy some face masks, go buy some boob masks, go get an edible, go be at home, go watch Mad TV, go watch Too Hot to Handle and laugh your ass off. Like, and if you're not with someone, FaceTime them and watch something together. Like, that's something you can still do, people. Like, I have been FaceTiming with my best friend Pamela every day to just talk, and then we'll do another one just to to work out together. And, like, it's just important to just, like, keep things as normal as you possibly can. So I love you all. Stay well. Be well. Watch Wu-Tang. And listen to my Spotify playlist. I have some good – they're not all Wu-Tang songs, but just music that I think we should all be ingesting right now, the content that we need. All right. I love you all. Happy Sunday. You'll be listening to this tomorrow. Ready or not, here I come. Mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna find you. Mm-hmm. That's the Fuji's baby. <laughs>